Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you in the name of God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, as Pastor Nick said, I'm Pastor Mike. It's a pleasure to be with you in this place. I love the passion of the reading of the Word. Thank you, George. That was awesome. And this morning, we're entering into the third week of our Bod for God series. And it's such a cool series because not only does the title rhyme, but it comes to us in a challenge to get up and move in the spirit of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you've been around Trinity for the last couple of weeks or so, you've seen all kinds of cool stuff happening. You've seen walking groups, yoga groups, melt groups. You've seen an exercise physiologist come and visit. You've seen accountability partners and Fitbits. You've seen people forming small groups and getting up and moving their bodies around. And the reason they are is because God is challenging us, as Nick said earlier, to be physical worshipers of God, along with spiritual worshipers. Because the fact of the matter is, we are called to worship in spirit and truth. We are also called to worship in body, soul, and spirit. So today we explore the idea of exercising and eating as Christ followers. Now, what's been really important to us as we presented this series to you right off the bat is to say without a doubt that we understand and know that Jesus Christ died for us, he went to the grave for us, he rose again physically from the grave for each one of us, and salvation is granted to us because of what Jesus did to each and every one of us. And in fact, the scripture says, as you see on the screen here, that we are called to live in him, and in him we live and move and have our being. But the culture around us is tempted to worship the physical body. The culture around us, not understanding that we were created for eternity, is tempted to worship the body and elevate its uses and purposes and even maintenance for the sake of trying to keep the body alive as long as possible. But for the Christ follower, we understand that the body is God's creation and it is used by God for his purposes. And so we are not here to worship our bodies this morning. Rather, we are here to worship God through our bodies. And in fact, that comes through the choices and habits that we have around taking care of our physical bodies through eating and exercise. And this all serves as a function of what Jesus called us to in what he called the abundant life. So I'd invite you now to bow your heads and pray with me, and let's just open our hearts to what God would say to us this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the gift of the body you've given me. Thank you for this temple of the Holy Spirit that you've graced me with for a few years. Lord, as I enter into this worship now through hearing the word and having it come deep inside me to change me, I ask that you would inspire me in a new way. As to the eating and exercise I engage in every single day. And may those habits be pleasing and acceptable to you as an act of worship. Now come and show me how. In your name I pray and together we say, Amen and Amen. Now when I was in my 20s, which was just a few years ago, as I was walking around Jewel, I would pass through the cereal aisle and I would see a box of cereal that looks like this. If you're listening by podcast, there's an image of a Special K cereal box on the screen, and down below it says, losing up to six pounds in two weeks, guess what, just got easier. 
All you have to do is replace two meals a day with a box of cereal, and guess what? You're practically guaranteed to lose weight. Now, if that doesn't do it for you, if you will eat cereal for two meals a day for two weeks, then you will, most likely, drop a whole gene size. Now, I used to chuckle at this stuff as I would walk down the cereal aisle because I thought, how dare they put a number on this thing? My goodness. So if I eat two bowls of cereal a day that you're saying that I'm going to lose six pounds or I'm going to get one size tighter belt on, on my pants, and wow, that must be pretty miraculous, and I'd chuckle and keep on walking. But as I got older, I got married and started to have kids, and my metabolism started to slow down a little bit, and as I would enjoy my, some of my favorite meals, like Hormel's Chunky Chili, slathered with some cheddar cheese, and then all of that kind of poured over a whole bowl of white rice. I see people grimacing. I used to eat this for lunch when I was a younger man. And as I would eat stuff like this, I would find my midsection starting to expand over time. And in my 20s, I could handle it, but as an older man, I started to develop a little bit of a change in shape. And so I started to think back, wait a minute, maybe those people who did the cereal challenge had some wisdom to them. Maybe if I eat less food, I will not get this, uh, this gut forming around my midsection here. So I even dared to give the thing a try. You know, the numbers associated with it were more of a curiosity to me. But I tried doing the cereal diet where I would eat the two bowls of cereal a day. Time went by and I had no idea that cereal was full of carbohydrate and sugar. So I would even eat more than the two bowls of cereal a day and guess what happened to my weight? Didn't go down. The measures said that my weight either maintained or went up. It was the exact opposite effect. So years later after that, I said, you know what? No more cereal. In fact, I have to confess to you this morning that seeing the bowl of cereal on the screen makes me a little queasy this morning after all the cereal I had. But I found another more balanced diet plan some years later. Heather, my wife, and I found another plan that was more like a low-carb diet, where some carbs are cut out of your diet. And we modified that and changed that around a little bit. And I came out with a plan that works for me. The plan is burp. It's uh, removing bread, rice, potatoes, and pasta from the regular meals. And then on the weekends, we indulge, and we have some pizza. We go to Lou Malnati's, or we get some French fries or something fun. But by and large, removing these four foods from my diet has kept 15 to 20 pounds out of my life, depending on our proximity to Christmas, right? <laughs> has kept 15 to 20 pounds out of my life for the last seven or eight years. This is something that happened to work for me, but it was quantified. It's something where I can say, there are four particular foods that I, particularly me, need to stay away from by and large. Now, I admit that Based on heredity, I will probably never look like Ken doll over there on the left with a perfectly shaped V waist. I'm probably going to look a little bit more like this version of Ken. <laughs> and in fact, if you see me at the beach, you would probably mistaken me for that guy over on the right. If you're listening by podcast, it's a Ken doll with a Photoshop stomach that's a little bit wider than the Ken doll you'd buy in the store. This is a little bit more like me, but I don't know about you, but what works for you but the question today is not so much what works for us in the immediate, but what works for us as a healthy habit in the long run. And the goal of today's message is not necessarily to answer that question or to provide a meal plan, 
but it is simply to start us on a journey where we're exploring the numbers that come with evaluating our health and then making changes in our eating and our exercise habits so that we can worship God with our bodies more effectively. Is this fair to say? And so for each one of us, our eating and exercise mix is going to be very different. You may be able to eat a cheeseburger and get on the elliptical. I can't do that. Maybe you could. For each person, it's very, very different. Now, last week, as Nick said, we talked about the whys of what we're doing. And the whys of what we're doing gravitate around the idea that with the freedom that Jesus has bought for us on the cross, we are called to serve him in gratitude. That's why we come to worship and give him thanks. The why is that we're called to serve and worship him with gratitude with our bodies as well as our souls. And yet we're left with the question, questions of how and what do we do? The how and what do we do are what we're going to attempt to answer today. And the idea becomes like this. As George read rather passionately and thankfully this morning, I love that. Here's what the scripture says. It says, I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. In the freedom that Jesus has bought for us on the cross, we can choose to abuse our bodies if we want to. But has God called us to do that? No. God has called us to steward our bodies in the same way we steward our souls, by feeding our souls with worship services and hearing the word in small groups. We're also called to steward our bodies as well so that they may be prepared and released to worship and serve God in health. Also look at this. Paul writes to the Galatians, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use that freedom to indulge what? The flesh. Don't use that freedom to abuse or indulge the flesh. Rather, we are called to serve one another humbly in love. This is what Christian freedom looks like. It is a freedom that comes with a responsibility for stewardship. Just like we steward our finances and our souls, we're called to steward our bodies. And there's actually great joy in this, as we'll see in a couple of minutes. Now, what I'd invite you to do is read a little credo, a little statement that I put together for us this weekend. This is not found in Scripture, but the principles of the statement are. So what I'd like to ask you to do is read this with me. Ready? With freedom in Christ to choose, if the circumstances of the life God has placed me in are challenged by choices I am making about my body, I have the opportunity to receive wise counsel from God's word and his people on the changes I need to make through the power of the Holy Spirit to grow healthier and to grow in faith. Now take a big, deep breath. You've earned it. There's a lot packed in there, isn't there? But the challenge is for us, as we focus on the what and the how of stewarding our bodies, we will grow in faith. Let's talk about eating. Raise your hand if you like to eat. No, put your hand down. Put your hand down. We all love to eat, don't we? There's two hands going up in the back, right? We all love to eat. And I would suggest that a young man in the Old Testament also loved to eat, and his name was Daniel. If you look at Daniel chapter 1, you're going to see an interesting story where Daniel and three of his friends, friends, by the way, who would become Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, remember those names? 
These four young men were drafted into the king's service in the kingdom of Babylon. Now, the Babylonians had conquered the Israelites and had spread them out all over the region, separating them from temple worship in Jerusalem. And so these guys were faced with a choice as to whether or not to worship God apart from the temple. And so Daniel and his friends were drafted into service. They were called to go through training for three years and then serve King Nebuchadnezzar. Now they were faced with a choice as they began to serve the king. The king's service came with the blessing of really, really good food. Let me ask you a question. In a kingdom, who has the best food? The king. And so those who waited on the table of the king had access to the king's food and could eat it any time they wanted. But what Daniel was faced with was a choice. He could choose as he served the king to eat the king's food, which, by the way, went against the law of Moses and left him with a difficult choice. Does he follow the law of Moses and not eat the king's food or does he serve the king and choose not to eat the king's food for the sake of worshiping God instead of the king? Well, what did Daniel choose? The scripture says he chose not to eat the king's food and to make a statement to the king. I choose to worship the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So my friends and I, we're not even going to do a kosher meal. We're just going to replace your food with plain old raw vegetables. Raise your hand if that sounds like a good meal three times a day. He had those raw vegetables and water three times a day along with his friends, and he did this for 10 days for the express purpose of proving to the king's table master that he would end up healthier than those other guys who ate the king's food. And in fact, the scripture says that's exactly how Daniel and his friends appeared. They appeared healthier. Now, what we're not saying is that you need to go out and throw all the food in your refrigerator away today and replace it with raw vegetables. We're not saying that. What we're saying is this. We are faced with a choice every single day as to the food we will eat and whether or not that food is good for us. Is that fair to say? Here's what Daniel did. Daniel served the king. Daniel stayed in his world. His world was a servant to a pagan king. That was his world. He stayed there. And at the same time, he worshipped God through his choices as to what kind of food he would eat so that his life would glorify God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Well, the fact of the matter is, for the how and the what of you and me and our lives, we have very similar choices. We choose to serve God by serving others. Here at Trinity, that's called worshiping, connecting, and serving, our family values. And we also are called to worship God through our choices. And the way that works is, when we're presented with a choice that isn't a part of God's plan for our life or isn't even healthy for us, we can choose to say no to a choice by choosing to say yes to another choice. The yes would be a healthier choice. Whatever it is God has called us to do in a healthier manner in terms of eating, he calls us to do that as stewardship of our bodies by replacing a no with a yes habit. Replacing a food that is not good for us with replacing a food that is good for us. And the way we know that that works is by following the numbers. 
Now, your numbers may be a trip to the doctor, your cholesterol level, your uh, blood pressure level. It may be the numbers you see when you get on the scale or avoid getting on the scale. Or it may be the numbers you see when, like me, you went to Kohl's and you were faced with going from a size 36 to a size 38 and it just made you mad. Maybe that's your number or maybe those are your numbers. Whatever your numbers are, God is calling us to pay attention to them so that we can be stewards of our bodies for the purposes of worshiping him physically as well as spiritually. Now let's take a look at exercise because as most of us know, diet and exercise do run hand in hand, don't they? The same choices are available in the world of exercise. The idea of replacing either poor exercise or a lack of exercise, Netflix, with real exercise or exercise that's going to be beneficial to us, such as walking instead of maybe weightlifting. Those choices also affect our numbers, don't they? What I'd like to do is share a quick testimony from somebody you guys probably know well who has an exercise habit in his life that quickly became more than physical. Did you watch this with me? My regular routine is uh, get up at 5.30 in the morning. Been doing that for years and years and years. And I go out for a walk. And uh, that's, the walk is for exercise, kind of cardio exercise, but it really uh, almost started as my devotional time also. Uh, although that is kind of uh, evolved over the years. I go out and walk six miles in the morning, just in my neighborhood. Most of the time I listen to God's word. And uh, that's what kind of got me started on it. Uh, when I, and I think it was 1999 when I started these, the longer walks, uh, I was actually out of town on an assignment for actually about four years. It was awful lonely. <laughs> and so I started uh, reading God's word more and I thought, well, you know, why don't I just get up and maybe go for a walk in the morning? And I decided to do them both together. Catch what Sandy said there about why he started walking. He was lonely without his family. And this was an assignment that went on for four years. Now, Sandy has just crossed over into a special age group that starts with a seven. And he walks six miles a day. And by the way, he didn't talk about this, but he goes to the gym four times a week on top of the six miles a day he walks. But yeah, a lot of us are going, whoa, I have no excuse. But think about it. Why did Sandy start walking? He knew that he needed his relationship with God to do something and to go somewhere, to address a need he had because he was lonely and missing his family. Sandy could have turned inwardly and stayed in his hotel room and sung a song like, all by myself, don't want to be. You were supposed to laugh right there. But anyway, he could have stayed in his hotel room and just been lonely and sulked. But what did he do? He got up and he did something. He pursued the word of God and he infused his heart with the word of God as he did what? As he walked his body. And this turned into a habit. The choice he made was a spiritual choice that led to a physical outcome. And he continues that habit today as a mode of his health. Sandy had a choice, and that same choice is yours and mine. Do we choose to get up and move with our faith? 
Or do we choose to keep it inside? The choice is there for us through eating and exercise. If we follow the numbers and make no and yes choices, God works through that and builds a life of worship in us that is not only spiritual but physical. The main reason we want to remember this is that each one of us has a unique and different soul and each one of us has a unique and different body. So the no's and the yeses that affect our numbers are as individual as our fingerprints. So God is calling us through this message not necessarily to provide answers on what works for you, but to provide inspiration. Look at this scripture. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. How does that make you feel? No matter where your body is today, no matter what state your body is in, no matter what state your heart is in, your physical heart or your spiritual heart, Jesus died for you. He died for the person next to you on the pew, yes, but he died for you. And when he died for you, he also rose again physically from the grave for you. And in doing so, he gives you good news. Not only does he renew the heart and the soul, but he renews the body. One day the body will rise again. Why wait? Allow the body to worship God now. For here's what the scripture says. It says, for the scriptures, those of us who live in Christ do not live according to the flesh, but according to what? To the spirit. And so the decisions we make, even and effectively regarding our bodies, come from the spirit that God has placed in us. And his name is Holy Spirit. So the challenge for us today is to take a look at our numbers. If that means a trip to the doctor for you, please go do it. It's worth the time and the money to go check out your numbers. If it's literally just looking in your closet to take an inventory of the numbers or stepping on the scale that you've been avoiding, if it's whatever number appeals to your heart and to your mind, explore that in full faith that there is no condemnation before God and we are free to explore those numbers and to begin making choices, yes choices for God's way versus choices that could be harmful to these temples of the Holy Spirit that house our spirits while here on earth. And next week, we're going to explore the opportunity to bind together with other Christ followers who are here at Trinity to be a source of encouragement and help and even accountability as we make some of those habit changes. The most natural place is a small group, but there are other ways. As long as there's someone else in your life who can help you look at your numbers and be accountable to them before God with what those look like, then chances are those numbers are going to change to the positive so that you'll be able to worship God with your whole heart, soul, mind, and strength, including the strength that is in your body. We have a choice. The choice is to join in community and to be a little vulnerable with others so that we can, as a family, form a team and get healthier together. Last night I talked with a lady who was at the service who said she'd been talking with her friends about forming a walking small group for months and months and months and they'd just never gotten it together. She said that she was inspired to go ahead and pin everybody down and get a date or two for a walk. 
That's our hope, is that this conversation would start something. And as we explore the opportunity to do this, let's say this at the end of the message. We understand that there are some circumstances in which people's bodies are sick or challenged or disabled or a birth defect is, is present, something that is a constant challenge that we have no control over. We understand that those circumstances exist. This gives us as a church an opportunity to wrap around folks in love and to lift them up. For those of us today who have a choice, this message is particularly for you. The choices are yes and no, and the choices are to explore our numbers and perhaps even to share them with others. So as we close today, what we want you to hear is encouragement. Hear uplifting. Hear God coming to you and saying, I want all of you. Will you let me have all of you during your time here on earth? Would you pray with me? King Jesus, thank you so much for the opportunity to step back and look at my life in a new way. Thank you for helping me to look at my body as it truly is, a vehicle for worship. Thank you for giving me the ability to serve you and others in life and also to serve myself by taking an inventory of my yeses and nos, by taking an inventory of my numbers. God, we pray that you would work through this encouragement straight from the word of God and through his community that we would grow together healthier for you by your power and by your grace. It's in your holy name we pray and together we say, Amen. Thank you for spending some time in God's Word with us during this message. It was recorded live in worship at Trinity Church in Lyle, Illinois, where God is leading us on our mission to look, live, and love more like Jesus. Would you like to know more about a relationship with Christ or more about Trinity, who we are, what we believe, and where and when you might join us in worship or a growth group? Please visit our website at tlc4u.org. That's the letters T L C the number four, and the letter U, dot org. May God bless you and yours abundantly through Jesus Christ. Thanks again for listening.